Hi, and welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast. This is season one, episode 18. I took a break last week for a vacation with my family, so hope you're able to catch up on all my amazing author interviews. Today's guest is Sandy Goldsworthy. I met Sandy a few years back at PinCon book event through a mutual friend. We are instant friends as we both love paranormal fiction, have a preoccupation with the afterlife. Speaking of afterlife, that's exactly what one of our series is centered around. So listen in to learn more about Sandy and her books. Hi, Sandy. I'm so excited to have you today on my Finding the Magic podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. It has been way too long since I've seen you. I just love seeing your smiling face and oh. <laughs> have wonderful memories about rooming together at PinCon. Thank you yes, for saving me, <laughs> saving me that, that <laughs> fateful trip. <laughs> I don't know that it was saving you. I think we, we all enjoyed getting together for sure. So sad that we haven't been able to do that with, uh, with the coronavirus, but uh, next year, hopefully it'll be back on track. Yes, fingers crossed for that. For everyone in the audience, today I am welcoming multi-genre author Sandy Goldsworthy. So Sandy, tell me what genres you write in. Just start off, jump in. Start off, jump in. So um, for the most part, I'm young adult or new adult, um, and I've pretty much stuck to the paranormal romance, although I have dabbled in some contemporary romance and um I, I really like that. It's, to me, it's pretty much the paranormal romance side of things is, is where my heart is. Fun. And I've read your books, but I always love hearing about them. And I think that the readers and listeners listening in will love hearing about them as well. So jump in, tell me about your Aftermath series. Sure, sure. So the series is um, the Afterworld Saga, and it's pretty much two novels and two novellas. Um, it's the love story between Emma Bennett and Ben Parker. Um, it's the first book, which is Aftermath, starts when Emma um, learns that her father has passed away in an accident. So she needs to move in with her aunt, finish her senior year of high school. And so starting at a new school and a new place, she's, uh, let's just say, pretty much feeling like she's starting over and and uh, doesn't know anybody. And all of a sudden she meets Ben Parker, who she's absolutely smitten over. Um, and uh, unfortunately, though, he doesn't seem to have as much attention and time for her as she had hoped. So um, having started over and living with her aunt, she gets to spend some more time with her aunt's boyfriend and his son, Lucas. But Lucas is the bad boy in town and has gotten in trouble quite a bit. So uh, they do spend some time together. She starts to hang out with him. And then, of course, Ben um, doesn't necessarily care for that. But Ben isn't really who he appears to be because Ben is an immortal um, and a secret agent of the Afterworlds Bureau of Investigation. So he was sent to Earth or came to Earth to help humans solve crimes. And in the reality of it, he was searching for or searching Earth for the love of his existence, which is Emma. So when he found her, he wanted to be there for her in the aftermath of her dad's passing. But he also has a job to do. So he's pretty torn between doing his job, solving uh, crimes and, and when an uh, a rogue immortal is on the loose. He's actually uh, forced to do spend more time doing his job and less time with Emma. So it's kind of a little bit of a, a struggle for him to decide what he wants to do. 
what I love most about the story about Emma and the relationship between Emma and Ben and how it unfolds is how you really don't know what's going on in the beginning. I mean, you see a girl struggling to get over her dad's loss and moving to a new place, which are all very hard to deal with no matter what age you are. And then pushed into a new social situation and then having these weird experiences, but we won't give away too many of those weird experiences and trying to figure that out on top of everything. I love how the story unfolded and all those little mysteries came to light along the way. So I will have to say that was one of my favorite things about your writing. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah, it was, it was a fun story to write. That's for sure. So what inspired you to write Paranormal? You know, so I think paranormal itself is something that I've always, I guess, believed in. I've always believed like in ghosts and, and things along that in nature. I feel like there's a ghost in my house sometimes. Um, so that's always just been part of me. And then, you know, the, the storyline itself pretty much came to me in a dream. Um, so Ben and, and his partner, you know, it was kind of a weird dream that I had had actually, and him and his partner, her name is Molly. Um, they were in a train derailment, and I, you know, I was as I was dreaming this, I was feeling panicky because the train is the ra- train tra- the rail car, whatever, is falling down, and I can see the movement. Everyone's scared and lots of um, fear and so forth with with that. But after the train settled or the car settled, Ben and Molly like pulled the souls of the people that had passed away and just passed them up off to heaven. And so that was my dream. And that's how it ended. Like these angels really are here on earth with us, helping to do things that we might never have known. We needed a little bit of a miracle, so to speak. Um, So that's really how their roles started. And then from there, it was the after, you know, the Afterworlds Bureau of Investigation that began. And yeah, so that was pretty much how the story unfolded. I really knew Ben and his partner in the beginning, and then Emma eventually creeped in, because why else would he be searching Earth, but if not to find the love of his life? That is a really neat story. I never knew that. I'm so excited to learn that. Oh. I love hearing how those things come together and how what sparked and it seems so different. I mean, the first book really, it starts with Emma. So in my mind, I was like, oh, it was started with Emma, but really it was the opposite way around. So that's, that's really a, definitely a neat story. Who is your favorite? And this is sort of a lead in because I already know the answer, but we're going to hear more about it. Who is your favorite character in this series? Um, honestly, especially in book one, my favorite character is Molly, Molly Preston. So um, she's, I I would call her a very complex character. She had several lives and they were tough lives. She, you know, suffered some pain and had some love and and loss um, along the way. And so it was really interesting writing her. She has, um, I guess you could call it maybe a chip on her shoulder where you can just tell that um, you know, she wants to have things her way. She doesn't have time for some of the little uh, trivial types of matters, um, like handling or training the rookie that's on their team, um, as far as an agent goes. And she's always prim and proper. She's pretty or always dressed in style. Um, but yet she's got all these layers underneath her. And and really she's a sweetheart when it comes down to it. She's just pretty guarded. So she was really fun to write. 
I would think that because she was definitely the rule follower in the beginning and but you can tell she really cares about Ben because she's very protective of him and she mm-hmm. doesn't want him to get in trouble even though he he's he's trying to look for Emma and he's really not supposed to be engaging Emma I believe and yeah and then she's like whoa wait a minute you can't do this you're gonna get in trouble here and she's seeming to always reel him back to where he needs to be going and then yeah I loved how her story unfolded and how you learn more about her that was very cool yeah nice yeah she was she was definitely one of my favorites I am going to go down my list of questions because I always need a cue. <laughs> we talked about why you write uh, the dream, how you started writing. And did you always think you would be an author? You know, <clears throat> when I was in high school, we had a writing, like a creative writing class as part of the curriculum to graduate. And prior to that, I never thought about writing at all. But I really liked the teacher. I know it's kind of a cliche thing to say, but the teacher really inspired me um, just because it wasn't one of those classes that you had to like rush to get everything done. She really wanted everyone to just slow down, think about it, be creative, be imaginative. You know, whatever the article was that we had to write, I'll never forget. I, you know, said something about the door and to her, it wasn't a door. Like, okay, well, then it's a red door. Well, no, it's really not a red door. It's a crimson red door and it's got a heavy antique door knocker on it. I mean, just the little details that she really just made you stop and think. And so I guess ever since then, she really inspired me in in being more descriptive in my writing. And so I really do give credit to that. Um, But otherwise, did I always wanna be a writer? No. Back when I was in college, I did share with a roommate of mine that I wanted to write at some point. And so she was quite supportive as we got out of school and gave me a journal and all kinds of other little tidbits on how to write my story. Um, But it wasn't like I I felt that was going to be my career someday. I just looked at that as more of a hobby. That is so cool. And I think it's so true. Like the people our teachers can make such a big influence, whether we like a subject or we don't like a subject. I definitely had one English teacher. One point she gave me a negative 120 and I'll never forget that because I had like 12 run-on sentences or sentence fragments or something like that. But I think I made the highest grade in the class, so I didn't feel so bad. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it wasn't until like after college that I even like started liking to write. So that's, that's cool and what you talk about like the door like yeah I mean a door could be a door it could be a setting for you know if it's crimson or if it has like an antique knob on it that would be clue you into so much more than just that door right yeah exactly exactly I think though for for me back at that point it was really like let's not rush through it you know there's a lot of things like hurry up and get it done. You're doing tests when you're in school and you have a time limit. And if you don't get through all the questions, well, you know, you're done. You, you have a time limit no matter what. And the writing side of it was really more slow down, get your emotions in there, use your senses, you know, really carry out that setting and, and develop that character. So the reader understands and kind of feels like they're immersed in that world as well. I, yeah, it's funny that you say that slow down because 
writing can be such a craft, like you could take a long time to think about it. But it's really funny for me when I get my most inspiration is when I'm under a deadline. Like one book I was writing, I didn't know how to get from point A to what it would be. And literally I was like taking showers, going on walks, just like thinking about where they were. And, you know, I came up with this blue light thing that was totally out of left field, but it got them to where they needed to be. Do you like feel like you like plan out your whole book in advance or do you have some winging it in there? Well, with my first book, I, I totally winged it, right? Um, that was 100% winging it. And I had had some writing critique groups and um, other writer friends that I was with, and they all believed in that whole panster thing and never plot and all of that. And I fell hook, line, and sinker. And at the end of the day, my I probably scratched just as many words as what I had in the book. So winging it for me, I, I can go off on tangents. I'm too wordy. That doesn't really work well for me. So I've kind of um, gotten to more of a comfort level where I do an, a rough plotting, but I have enough space in there, enough, enough looseness, if you will, where I could let the characters really run with it. Because at the end of the day, I'm pretty much telling their story. You know, they kind of come to you subconsciously and tell you what the stories are and you go down a path they don't like that just, it just flounders, right? And then you end up going back on track. So. It's more of a looser um, plot line, but I'm definitely more uh, more plotting today than I was years back. Interesting. So are you self-published or do you have a publisher? So I'm published through um, CTP Publishing. And what does that stand for? So CTP had initially stood for Clean Teen Publishing and Crimson Tree Publishing. Um, but they have since merged all of their their um, house titles under one. So now it's just CTP. Oh, so cool. Handle... That's very interesting. I did not know that because I knew, yeah. I was thinking it was still clean teen. So is Crimson yeah. Tree like include other genres besides the YA? Yeah, so clean teen actually just focused more on the YA side of things. Crimson Tree was their adult um, genre house. And then they also did strictly an ebook and um, they had a strict romance uh, titles as well. So they kind of merged it all so that instead of having different platforms and social media platforms that they had to manage, they kind of put it all under one umbrella. And several of the authors that are with um, CTP were in multiple genres. So this makes it a little bit easier for them too. Oh, that makes sense. And did you look for a long time for that publisher or did they kind of find you or how did that work? Um, you know, so interesting story on that. I had been uh, writing uh, with a group and one girl in, in the group was just a few weeks ahead of me in terms of finishing up her book and getting her query letter and all of those good things together. And so she found uh, Clean Teen first. And so um, when I was ready and I started querying um, agents or publishers at that time, she said, why don't you just try sending it here too? So actually I had my full manuscript at a couple different um, publishing houses at the time when Clean Team came to me. So very cool. That's, yeah, a, that's I got a the great story. Them. Yeah, I sent like 250 query letters. <laughs> I had like a whole spreadsheet done out when I started. So yeah, I know the, that process. Yeah, that's a job on its own, isn't it? It is definitely following up and the emails and everyone has to be a little different and yep. yeah. 
Well, and I think that was one of the things that they used to do to weed you out too, right? Like if you don't have it exactly spaced at 1.1 or 1 you know, 1.5, and if it's not this font or, or that size, there's so many different things and, and everybody was absolutely different. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, Sandy, what do you want your readers to experience from your book? What do you want them to take away and feel and just how do you, yeah, how do you want them yeah. to experience your book? So honestly, for me, I, I enjoy reading. I, I really just want my readers to have enjoyment, to, to relax, to escape from reality. You know, sometimes life can be really hard, especially when we had the pandemic last year. I know there were days that I was so down in the dumps just because we were all locked down and couldn't do anything. So reading has always been my go-to to get away from, you know, the problems of day-to-day, -day, you know, if it's been a long day or a long week or whatever the case is. And at the end of it, I kind of think, you know, their troubles in this book is so much worse than my day-to-day -day life that I can, I can move on. I can get motivated. So really that's all I want is that readers to just enjoy themselves, to check out for whatever time frame they're reading and, and just relax. Yes, being a ghost might be a little challenging. <laughs> I think I'm just going to stay on Earth for a little while longer. And before I, I jump there, at least I hope so. Knock on wood, right? I shouldn't even say that. That's horrible. <laughs> Hopefully we can all be in the afterlife together with your characters. That would be. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you have any last little tidbits for what's coming next? in your series? You can give me a few like spoilers or just maybe some hints. <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't know what's coming next in my in my series. I'm, I have this other storyline in my head that seems to be taking up um, some preoccupying my time right now. So I might be switching to a, a different series before I go back to uh, another another book in the Afterworld saga. Okay, you have to tell me about the new one then. Uh, so, you know, it's about, um, well, let me tell you the inspiration for this one. I have a, a dear friend who, when he was an adult, learned that he was adopted. And so he very secretly, quietly ended up doing some research to try and find his biological parent um, or parents. And he ended up getting the name of his mother, but it wasn't necessarily a happy ever after ending for him. So of course, you know, you know, a fictional writer in the back of my mind, I'm coming up with all these different um, things. And so um, ultimately my story is about a, a college age woman um, that ends up finding her birth mother. And it uh, puts a lot of answers together that, uh, you know, and questions that she had when she was growing up and as a kid. And, and so it's, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm actually enjoying writing it. Very cool. And is that paranormal as well? Do we get a little bit of hint of that in there? There is a hint of paranormal in it. Yes, but I'm not going to give that part away. Oh, darn. You can make <laughs> me read it. And then, yeah, it's just like the other books. Like I was like, okay, this is supposed to be paranormal. What's going to happen? I, where is this coming in? Um, I will look forward to that one then. Yeah, great. Tell us where we can find you, Sandy. Uh, so I'm out on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. Um, you can certainly find me at my website too, which is sandygoldsworthy.com. Super fun. Well, Sandy, I so appreciate you being here and talking to me today. And I will have all your links for our listeners in the 
I guess description it's called. Yes, description of the podcast. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for being Perfect. here. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Sandy. She's one of my favorite authors. If you read her Afterworld series, you have to join me in bugging her to finish the finale. Find all of Sandy's links in the podcast description. If you haven't subscribed to get emails from me, make sure you do. Have tons of fun sales for July. Until next week, happy reading and keep finding the magic.